Well, Aaron, I guess I can say something to you I've never said on this podcast before, and that's good morning. Good morning. Good and, morning. and not just morning, good before sunset morning on a Friday. That no, unfortunately, you have off of work. <laughs> Aaron, why are we here right now? What? Explain to our dear leader why on earth we are here recording at a 6.25 on a Friday morning. Well, Simon, it's, it's actually super interesting that you bring this up because yeah. I think uh, it starts with, um, with text messaging. I don't know if you, uh, if you know what that is, but... Um, yeah, it's my it's, preferred it's, method. It's typed communications between people. And yes. uh, one thing that they found since the technology has, has come out is that sometimes tone and inflection yes. can be lost um, yes. within, within, within texting. Yes, and this, uh, so, is, this is across all forms of written communication, not just text messages. Yeah, emails, written letters, yes. um, all of it. Mm-hmm. And I texted, I, we were texting trying to figure out when we were going to do the show. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I could do any time on Friday. And I'm like, how about 5 a.m.? And, and, yeah. and you go, well, can we make it 5.30? And I go, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, then I, and then I was like, I, okay, are we, are we doing that? And then I, then I was talking to our uh, friend of the show, Eric Van Oss, and he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you should triple confirm with Simon because <laughs> I don't think he's actually serious about that. And I was like, you're right, I should, because 5.30 is like, I can do it, but can Simon do it? And so I, I texted you again, and I think you still just kept going with the joke. And so then yesterday yeah. we were, we were, we were, you were like, okay, but like, when are we actually recording? Like I can do any time after 10. And I was like, Simon, I have plans now tonight. Like I can't do outside of early morning. And Ugh, guys. Here we are, Simon. So FYI for anyone that is um, doing a podcast with their friends or with their loved ones, mm-hmm. or um, even just making plans via text. <laughs> Sometimes the phone call or just some verbal communication might really a face, help. A FaceTime even, so you can see their facial uh-huh. expressions. You can see them me... wearing their clown nose. I'm sure Simon was wearing a clown nose when he agreed. Yeah, smiling from ear to ear. Because if you know me, people, I'm never up at this time. I couldn't even Not even for you... a flight. You'll miss the flight. Who cares? No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. So... Not only that, we're here reviewing Evermore, right? By Miss yeah, Taylor, so Taylor Swift. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, we could be saying, you know what? We, we stayed up until the crack of midnight and we spent five hours listening. But no, no. Uh, we, we spent a full week, just like we did with Folklore, to be able to give ourselves a chance to be able to mm-hmm. listen to what we needed to listen to, skip what we wanted to skip. Really give the album its 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 time in the sun, um, because I Simon I don't know about you, but when Taylor Swift announced that she was putting out another album, I had an audible sigh. Same, actually, that reaction is more muted than the one I had because. I honestly, the way that I found out about this album was not through social media or anything like last time. It was literally you FaceTiming me at 
8 a.m. Yeah. in the morning. And literally the first thing I heard that day, well, actually, let me walk you through this because I didn't, f- I, again, not a morning person, not, not fully there. I thought that, because in this FaceTime, you go, let's, let's revisit, like, it is something along the lines of like, let's do another Taylor episode. So in my mind, with no brain cells at eight in the morning, I think you mean, let's revisit folklore again because just as a way to like wrap up our first season and like go back to the album that started it all and then you ended the FaceTime by confirming my worst fears which was no this is a full new album and I literally screamed and hung up it was too much it was too much it was just a lot it was a lot I, I remember waking up and I'm not kidding you. And this is, this is probably like both overly dramatic, but also speaks to like the amount of impact that, that Taylor Swift, I guess, has on my life. Mm-hmm. It felt to me the same kind of like world shift moment <laughs> that, that, that in 2016 when Trump won the election, that's what it felt like to me. I was like, there's, this is a dream. There's no fucking way that Taylor Swift is putting out another album this year that's, like, the sister (laughs) album that's, like, oh, we're going back to the woods. Like, literally, there was no narrative in my mind that this was ever going to be the case. No. And I will (laughs) say, like, going into, like, before even listening to the album, I immediately thought one this is probably like evermore being the sister album this is going to be b-sides that is going to be that is a hundred percent my reaction when i first heard this album i was like oh great great folklore b-sides okay that's it like and what i will say is like there are some great b-side albums dedicated side b is legitimately i think a better cohesive album than dedicated the regular we, side. We know Car- Miss Carly Rae Jepsen as Queen of the B-Sides. So not only that, but I also uh, was... Um, I was thinking, like, what's she going to do to make... Like, Folklore was already long. I think we talked about last... Uh, back, back um, way before. Mm-hmm. Folklore could lose about seven songs from its 17 or whatever it has. or 17, whatever. I believe. Yeah, what a, who knows? With, with the bonus track at 17, yeah. So yeah. this brings you down to... Uh, so well, then I was like, what do you what the, Whatever, it's somewhere, somewhere. Uh, but this, like, how could you put out more songs that we didn't want? No one was asking for. Why did you do this, Taylor? Um... Just so FYI to the listeners or the leaders, I, uh, I have now created what I call the Folklore Revised Edition yes, playlist yes. that is, mm-hmm. if you want the actual good, good folklore <laughs> album, it's 10 songs, <laughs> the best of the best, it cuts some of the crap out, the gotta goes, and uh, if you want to find it, it's on my Apple Music, and I can, I can, sh- I can share it or something, or... We'll find a way to get it to you, but uh, that's a little bit of me going into this album. So, Simon, first listen, what did you think? 
Dear leaders, you can't see this, but I've been in tears this whole episode, and I think it's like foreshadowing for the rest of the episode, my day, my weekend, but that's just where we're at. Uh, no, so it's like, honestly, the all of the hubbub and talk around folklore and now Evermore is honestly kind of insane, and I think it should be studied. Like, it's it really is just so baffling to me, like, how fucking into this shit people are. Like, it's... Cr- and I don't mean that in a bad way, necessarily. I have my own feelings about, like, the Taylor PR machine of it all and everything, but it is, like, very fascinating to see the reactions. And, like, in my like for me, my opinion, folklore, like was very interesting just in the whole like cycle of the album as you will you know like from when we found out we were getting this folklore to figuring out what the hell it was gonna be to actually listening like I felt like there is a lot of intrigue just in terms of everything behind it in the marketing and then how like I listened to it for the first time and evermore to me when I found out that this album was coming out it really lacked any of that marketing intrigue for me and then it was just out and I was like okay I guess I have to listen to this album now did you feel that or were you different well uh both i would say uh i went into this to to folklore and it was it was truly a very welcome surprise to yeah yeah and it was it was an interesting kind of way in that she had of like we're in isolation i wrote these songs in isolation mm-hmm. um and it it it's not necessarily in my experiences but i took a chance to be able to go through different stories and put myself in Scenarios that aren't mine, mm-hmm. uh, which we we saw in the first album. There was a lot of of stories that weren't hers, but were like, "Girl, that is that is like also y- your story." It, like it's you, also you, you, yeah, yeah, it's also you. Like very, very much like this. Uh, and and by this, I mean I have my fingers kind of. Um, what would you call this? Laddering, uh, like l- loosely interwoven, loosely interwoven. Um, and so just the concept of it was that's, that ended up kind of being why folklore, um, has probably seen the successes it has as it's been, it was a, I think when, when we reviewed folklore, we were like, girl, this is such a simple, like kind of like the music, the melody was so simple and like basic, et cetera. But at, for me, as I listened to folklore, I started to get to a point of um, really appreciating the songs are do sound different. It took a, like quite a few listens to get there. And yeah. then it also like the more I listened, the more I was able to go, oh, I finally figured out the trilogy of the three, pe- the three <laughs> songs. It took me so long to get it. And then yeah, like the, yeah. a lot of the stories behind it. And that's where I truly did like get to the appreciation of like, oh my God, this is masterful in terms of <clears throat> the way she's able to use her lyrics to tell these interwoven stories. And so um, 
by the like up until like from folklore run came out until now like even though i have the revised edition that revised edition like i love the revised edition and like i actually like will go out of my way it, it is probably one of my favorite albums of the year um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so when evermore came out i was like what are we going to get here and at first listen i would say i i also it was also a grown moment of even more so than than folklore these songs all sounded the same to me they all sounded like the same kind of steady beat with the steady like two or three instruments girl it's it's literally like the pluckiest of strings with the softest brush on a drum in like the same kind of motion that's what i felt like what i will say though is as a true reviewer someone that is hoping eventually to be a grammy um (laughs) voter that's right because of my reviews on this podcast someday someday um i spent a lot of time forcing myself to listen to this album that i just didn't want to listen to and I, I watched the lyric videos with, like, the fun different, like, backgrounds, etc. I watched, uh, or I, I watched a couple interviews. I watched the lyrics on the screen, and I, like, really tried to focus in on it. And I will say that, like, by doing so, I have a, another appreciation for the album in terms of, do, like, do you remember Love Story? Taylor Swift Love Story? Oh, yeah course like how that's how that song was atypical for a lot of songs uh at that time and even now of like a lot of songs it's like no story being told it is a single like you have your verse your chorus your verse your chorus your verse your chorus but the verses are all just about the same kind of like single point in time Mm -hmm. but love story was like it started with like Romeo and Juliet not meeting, or then they have them having their trouble, and then like they ended up being together uh, at the end of it. Mm. If you yes. listen, I don't know if I don't know if you had enough listens to get to this point, but like, legitimately, most of these songs have a really really fun story, like, mm-hmm. and it actually does like, whether it be through pronouns or small things like. Who, t- like, on the, on the song um, with Haim, what is that one called? Nobody, No Crime. Nobody, No Crime. Mm-hmm. It starts with, like, an affair and ends with, like, someone might have died. <laughs> yeah, that someone, one. I mean, like, that one's definitely, second person in the song. That's died. definitely a, second a, person. a journey of murder and intrigue. And then there's, like, we can go into, like, another song, like, Another song, like, so I won't tell you what you want to talk about this because I'm just going to tell you a couple more songs. Happiness is another great example. Like, happiness is all about how um, you can find happiness. Like, when you you leave a relationship, you end up feeling like that entire time that you were with someone was wasted. And it was like, Mm. how dare they take that time from your life? But I think when what when you look back and you're able to kind of take it uh, as she refers to like from the trees and look kind of like a bird's eye view, you're like, there was happiness there. Like I was happy there. I, I will be happy now. 
right now I have, I'm down here, I'm in the, the thick of it and I am feeling foggy and like mad. Mm-hmm. But as the song progresses, it starts with her being like, I know that that's true, that like I was happy there, but I am so bitter. And then by the end of the song, she finally gets to a place of, of happiness and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are just two examples. There are like many, 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 many examples of that on the, on the album, which like folklore, like we talked about earlier, to me, it felt like it was uh, a mix and combination of her experiences and her views. This one really does feel like this is, this is like the never ending stories. This is like actual like episodes of different stories and a lot of them aren't really necessarily hers she actually did put herself in a lot of other situations for more of this album Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what are and i'm I'm probably i don't know how deep you went into the no 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 that's i'm i'm just like processing it all really um and you know for my experience with reviewing this album i you know obviously i went back to folklore and um it was kind of nice to go back um i hadn't i honestly hadn't really planned on going back there wasn't anything really pulling me there you know it just it wasn't like i just wasn't like dying to revisit folklore i'll be honest um, but I will say, having listened to it a few more times, um, some songs that like really stood out to me again were like obviously my top up from last time, August, still the goat of the album, in my opinion, just perfect song. Um, Invisible String is like fantastic, and, the, and then, um, I love that song. it's so good, and then. One song I didn't really appreciate the first time around was Epiphany. And on, you know, third, fourth, fifth listen, I really, really like that song. And I do like the song Betty as well. I, like, don't need to go into how I feel about her potentially using lesbianic imagery and, like, playing into that whole thing. Whatever. The song itself. I don't, so I don't think that that's actually, like, even remotely her intent as much as it was, like, I think the queer community being like, this is it. This is it. You know what I also think it is? I think it is truly like also her PR team. I think if I'm ever famous for any reason, I think I'm hiring Taylor's PR team and I'm going to the top because yeah. they, they should be getting Grammys too. Like truly, truly. Anyway. What I will say, Simon, is like Epiphany is not on my revised album, so that's it's song, not interesting. That's not going to get thrown to the curb for me. Oh, that's so interesting because I have like a newfound appreciation for it. But anyways, um, so like going back to the album, I for folklore, I would still hold like my original rating of the album. It's a tepid bop. I think it's a good album. Um, it is what is so interesting to me and what I still hold to is like the insane dialogue around folklore is like from reactions I've seen people think that this should be like canonized Taylor Swift 
is now like the patron saint of lyrics and like all that jazz and like I just think it's overblown my opinion not trying to hate but I do think her PR team works day and night and she benefits from the system that's all I'm saying I I don't we don't need to get into we don't need to we don't need to but that's all I'm saying I enjoyed my revisit to folklore I did pull a couple like I, I think I have two or three songs now on my playlist that I legitimately like revisit and enjoy it every single time and will probably continue to. I don't see myself like growing out of liking those songs and removing them from my playlist anytime soon. But like as a whole album, I don't see myself really like going back to folklore that often. Like it's just not my brand of Taylor. Like I, I love my, style i love her lana cosplay with like wildest dreams i love delicate even off reputation i can get down to like a shake it off you know like i just we're pop no thanks wait uh, did i say shake it off it's early i wasn't thinking of that one there's a different one whatever who cares shake it <laughs> off when you love- that's actually Mariah Carey. Um, <laughs> in which, do, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, one. but what you're thinking of is that one that play is gonna play, 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 play. That is Shake It Off. Is it that yeah. one? That is Shake It Off, yeah. Then what's this one? Um, what's the know. Shake It Off one? The Mariah Carey. You gotta oh, shake you it gotta off. shake it off because they're loving it. Keep on playing games. Ugh, amazing. Yeah, like, okay, so amazing. maybe they're the same song, but like, Taylor Swift song, I hate. That song, I okay. hate. Okay, okay. But, <laughs> so, okay, so we're, we're officially, like, at the point of Evermore. Yes. First yes. listen, we were both kind of grumbly, grumbly about. Um, Simon, yeah. I don't know if you want to start. Um, overall yeah. thoughts on the yeah. album. Where, where are you landing the plane? What is your review? Um, I mean, as we've kind of established, like, I'm appreciative of this little turn for Taylor in her um, her exploration as an artist. I think it's the right time to do it. I think, you know, she's if she wants to have some sort of longevity past now and into the future, which she's done a great job of staying relevant, obviously, uh, like this was a great move to do so. Um, But as we've established, like this brand of pop for her is really like, like there's going to be a limited period of time that I'm going to want to stay in this pool mama and move to the hot tub of like, more pop music (laughs) and so for me my first listen yeah i i did feel like a lot of it was that very like let's delicately pluck some strings and put the softest brush on this drum and like she in the have taylor kind of sing a little bit over this and and for me there was like i said none of the appeal of folklore going into this album so i was just less excited about it and i still tried to like like okay just like really dive into these songs and like open your mind up and just let things hit you and like see what you can like see what bits and parts of these songs you can really glom onto 
and like appreciate and my on like first second listen it just wasn't hitting me like folklore was Mm -hmm. yeah so what would you uh what are you gonna oh we're we're doing that we're doing this already oh do you have well do you have anything else you want to say or do you uh... (sighs) i mean i think i think the fans are gonna love this and probably you know give it a great you gotta be controversial sometimes simon i mean i (laughs) i i'm flopping this album like it's it truly to me in like the way this was marketed (laughs) do i need to read that tweet that taylor had about the lucky number backwards mama no never please (laughs) please don't release an album just based on a birthday yeah like if you need to go see the tweet maybe we'll post it but it was just like Ugh. It truly felt like, hey guys, I can't tour this year. Here's a new album and some merch that you can buy to give me money. Um, for me, this album was a flop. All due respect. Um, I won't be revisiting it. Um, that's that. Yeah. 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 How about you, Aaron? Um. E- so when uh, when we were talking about folklore, there was a, a moment in the episode where we talked about how like Taylor was trying to branch out into a new genre that she hadn't really like a new sound that she hadn't mm-hmm. done. And we right. and we kind of were like, girl, this isn't this isn't <laughs> the right lane for you. And so we and we thought that she just like she didn't she just kind of like did a half assed job uh-huh. at doing it. <clears throat> and like kind of like the Lady Gaga to Joanne era of like that that Lady Gaga successfully landed her plane over there. When I and when then, folklore came out, I was out. very she and then she got out. Well she got she, out. like Lady Gaga was like, I'm gonna do all of these albums. Like even Chromatica is very much it's not a pop album, it's an EDM album. Yeah, it's it's a dance album. It's a different vibe, yeah, for sure. It's meant to be a dance album, which, Uh like, they're very similar because a lot of people want a good beat and pop music these days. Right, right. Like, that is a... It is a different approach to how you go about it, and the people that she collaborated with were different. I, like, I candidly think that after spending enough time with the album, I... Folklore thought it was... Thought it was legitimately, like, a masterful... Uh, album obviously I think that she um, has a tendency across a lot of her albums to put out way too many songs like agree you can cut it down a little bit girl Um, but but I gave that album a bop and I think um, through reviewing this album in that same kind of lens I like I mentioned earlier there are so many um, just kind of really interesting interesting stories <clears throat> there are a plenty a plenty of, of of songs on this album too that if i want to create a an uh, ever more revised version i'm sure um, you will maybe it'll just be an ep like it could it could just be an ep um yeah. seven songs we love an ep we do we do um but what I will say is, like, so like, there's a ton of songs that could easily just be like, "Girl, this this is a poem," 
you wrote a poem. Thank you. You you decided to put a very gentle melody and a very gentle, like it, like one or two instruments. Great. Incredible. You can like, you can. And what I will say is, so when we're talking about this album, uh, vocals, vocals, there's, it's, it's a little bit of highs, a little bit of lows, but there's no like insane ballads or anything else like that. It's very, I think very one noted from like, and Aaron, I I really had that same feeling listening to this album where like I felt parts of folklore really took me and like songs felt like a journey both in the progression of the instrumentals and her voice. And I just didn't feel that a lot on this it, album. And then there are legitimate throwbacks of um of like melodies. I don't know if you caught this, but like oh, the song Yes. So- Willow sounds exactly like Safe and Sound, uh, Taylor Swift's song that she did from Catching Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the intro, they sound like nearly identical. And then you have Ivy, Ivy. which has the same kind of thing as Invisible String in terms exactly. of like how it- I listened to that song and I was like, this was like, they shopped two versions and they went with Invisible String. That's what it felt like. For the, for the first side, yeah. Yeah. And then they also have... Um, it's the um, nobody no crime it yeah. starts the same way that should have said no from yes. taylor swift's very first album sounds like mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of like borrowed melodies that i'm just like okay okay well um we'll just have to accept that for what it is totally melodies pretty simple i will say that they do like after listening enough times they do sound different there are different kind of like ups and downs and lefts and rights in this like I can officially, I'm at the point now where I can go like, okay, so the next song's going to be this and this is how it's going to sound. Or like, I hear the first couple notes, I'm like, did it it. And I, I find myself <clears throat> singing along or even like no music's playing and I'm like, it's in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I dramatically refute, I could throw my computer across the, <laughs> the room, dramatically refute that like Taylor Swift is not one of, if not the most, talented art like lyricist of our time because the way like i can't the stories that she tells and the way that like it's it's both stories it's the way that she like uses all of these different symbolisms throughout her song or songs it it just is like like remarkable Mm -hmm. and how like if you look at like all of her her songs they're all like a lot of them are exclusively written by her or they're written by her plus one other person. And you can mm-hmm. tell that like, this isn't a production crew like you have with a Beyonce album. This mm-hmm. isn't a production crew that you have with like an Adele album. Right. This is like her legitimately like having passion for it. And so when I go into my album review of, of, of Evermore and when I'm thinking about top bop or uh, um, the album is a, as a bop or a flop, I, I'm, I'm taking all of those things into consideration and I'm going into consideration of like, again, my, the way I, I review a bop or a flop is will I go back to this album and want to listen to it again? After getting past all of the shitty 31 marketing, after getting past all of the, this is your gift to everyone because you're going to be lonely this holiday season. Yeah, this is my like, gift to you. Like, thanks, Taylor. After... After getting past all of that and just taking the album for what it is and kind of getting past that shock value and et cetera, I, I will be going back to this album and I will be listening to it again. Mm-hmm. 
And I think probably in like two, three weeks when I really feel a little bit more solid in my ground of like what songs I like and don't like, Mm -hmm. I will be creating the revised version that will be kind of like the right version for me. The right Um, version for you. Mm -hmm. But from that, I, I appreciate what she did with this album. I can see how it's different enough from folklore. I can see, I, I am in my head, I am very much considering this folklore side B. I very much am considering these albums two pieces of the same puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and Simon, just so you're aware, she, there's no third album that she's planning on releasing in this sound. Thank and Christ. She officially, can she's I, ready to move on. Can I just say, I don't need any more footage of Taylor in a long coat walking around. That, that coat she's wearing in this one, Mama, I saw that coat in Azara like six years ago, okay? I don't need to see any more wispy little hairs with her giving a coy smile to the camera. I don't need it. I don't need it. Okay, well, Simon, I'm sorry to say, but like there's probably another six months of her wispy coating as she gets to uh, through this album. So I'm giving this album a bop. This album is a bop for me. Um, I'm... But like leaders behind the curtain, we weren't planning it. We were planning having it like a week off or two weeks off uh, we before our final were. episode of the of the the year <laughs> season, whatever we're calling this. And like in my like, as soon as I saw that Taylor Swift was saying like, "Well, my thirty first birthday is coming up, and I have an album for you," I groaned. I called Simon, and can he I, just heard that story. Like, can I please actually read the tweet? Please. Please. Yes. Okay. This is from Taylor Swift's Twitter at Taylor Swift 13. Ever since I was 13, I've been excited about turning 31 because (laughs) it's my lucky number backwards, which is why I wanted to surprise you with this now, this being evermore. You've all been so caring, supportive, and thoughtful on my birthdays. And so this time I thought, well, I'd give you something. Queen of capitalism, Taylor Swift, an American treasure. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor Swift. Thank you, Candle. Thank you, Candle. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so that was, that was literally like the marketing behind this album to me. It was, it was grown worthy. And the, like, what I, I find so masterful is I, like, I very much don't think that people knew that this album was coming out from like a no an industry perspective like i don't think mm-hmm. anyone really knew no but what taylor swift had done and she she has like she had like masterfully like already had interviews scheduled to talk about the folklore um long pond or pond sessions of course but she like she put them off mm-hmm. to be able to get to like whenever more was out so that like mm-hmm. all of these interviewers that were like interviewing her over the weekend were like um uh I guess I listened to Evermore. Um, what do we say oh, about it? Oh God, gotta but re- like it, it, gotta refigure that interview. Oh, the I whole interview, yeah. I don't want that job. That sounds stressful. How do you focus on folklore and like the successes you had there, the long pong sessions, and then you also have to talk about? That's just a lot for an interview, and that is That's like a, a big curveball to throw to anyone. Um, yeah. oh. Should we? Now that we've talked a lot about the album, I think it's 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 safe to say I I'm very curious to know what your top bop is, considering yeah. you said 
is there any songs that made it to the I love this playlist? Um, unfortunately, at this time, no songs from Evermore have made it to the the famed I love this playlist playlist. Um, I'm not saying that it could never happen. I'm just saying at this time, that is the reality. Um, so for Top Bop on this album... <sighs> Look, okay. At this point in time, you know full well I'm ready for her to go and do another. Um, I'm literally Poppy trying. Album. I'm. I was literally just trying to pull something from Lover, and I couldn't. Um, Lover. We'll go with the song Lover. I love that song. Ugh. 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 So Simon, people, out- she didn't write that with anyone else. She wrote that by herself. Yeah. So, so to people out there who are like, Simon, you're so cynical about Taylor, like blah 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 blah. Okay, I love that song. I'm making a face. Anyways, I was naturally more drawn to um, "Long Story Short" because it is of the album offerings the most pop-driven, I would say. Um, I would say Gold Rush could also be considered up there in terms of, like, pop vibes. Um, But Gold Rush, for me, it started exactly how I wanted to and quickly devolved into just something I wasn't interested in. So my top pop is long story short. Well, let's take a listen to it, and then... We'll be right back. Okay. (sighs) <sighs> yeah yeah so simon what 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 did you think of that song um you know i've been i've been for whatever reason i've been on a like real production heavy kick as of late in my music listening so like i've been going back i've been obsessed with um grimes's art angels which like i've always been for for some reason it's just like really slapping me in the face over and over repeatedly and I'm so okay with it but like I've been listening to a lot of that and so I was really looking for something that was gonna like give me a semblance of just like energy um motivation uh clarity even maybe I was looking for clarity um and I I did get you know, glimpses of that with Long Story Short. Um, yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Any idea what the song is about? Um, no. Why don't you tell me, Mama? Okay, well, so the song is, uh, like, so she says, like, I fell from the pedestal right down the rabbit hole. It was a bad time. Yeah. <clears throat> what she's referring, and then she's like, now I'm all about you. Now I'm all about you. Uh. Yeah. Um, what it Gorgeous. is, is it's, it's her, like, it's her talking about, um, like, putting yourself in a situation where there's, we know there's people in the life, like, in our lives that, like, they have their partner, but they keep on cheating. <laughs> and they keep on being, like, name, name. I, I, I go back and, like, now I'm all about you. Like, ooh, I realized that that wasn't what I wanted. Now this is what I want. Oh. And she keep like it, in the the verses like she just keeps doing it like it's it's the it's the person that's like serially just can't help but like continue to cheat on their spouse. 
until finally, finally, they're like, oh God, um, if I do this again, I'm going to probably lose you. So like, Ooh. this is, this is the final time. Oh, wow. And oh. so the, the song is just like her going, like it, it just continually, um, this character going through, I'm cheating, I, I, I cheated on you, but I'm apologizing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm all about you. I'm all about you. Like, and then she does it again. And then it's like, all your, like, and there's, like, the, the, the line about, like, all your nemesis, is, or they'll defeat themselves kind of thing. Ooh. Nemesis will defeat themselves, and that's, like, her saying, like, eventually, like, they're gonna, they're gonna fuck something up, and I'm gonna go, they're not, they're not the one I want, you're the one I want. But, mm. like, it, 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 it's kind of, like, a funny story of just, like, <laughs> okay, like, okay, um, character in this plot, like, continue to just continue to do that i guess yeah i mean maybe maybe this could be a psa that you know monogamy is not the only option people monogamy is not the only option but it's it's also like um (laughs) there are like i there are those those people that like they are dating someone and they like (sighs) they 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 devalue themselves so much that like even though they get cheated on like three different times and it's never going to change. Never going to change. They're like, okay, well, she said that she loves me now or he loves me now, you know, yeah. like now is the time. Now it's going to be fine. It's like, no, you probably just, you probably need to move on. Yeah. Look here, sister. But what I will say is I like when you're, t- when I went through this album and I was, trying to figure out what I thought your top bop was going to be. And because mm-hmm. I knew that you, you wanted something that was going to be like a little bit more dancey, you chose August for the last one. Like, yes, yes. The <sighs> more, the more dancey of the songs, I legitimately thought you were going to choose gold rush because gold rush. It really like long story short. Yeah. yeah. It's very fast tempo, uh-huh. but it's very like, it's, it's pretty singular note. Whereas yeah, with yeah, gold yeah. rush, you have, fast tempo and then you you burst into this like this like melancholy and then you go fast tempo again and then you burst into melancholy so it has like a lot more range to it yeah i was expecting you to go to gold rush but like you know aaron it's really interesting because i think probably just like like mass reception and you know perception of this album i think gold rush will probably be up there for most people um i just i had a very visceral reaction to that song where like when it started i was like this is gonna be my top bop and for whatever reason the journey of the album the instrumentals and production just went in a direction that didn't do it for me for whatever reason don't i really couldn't explain it. it and so like it was close, and then it was like, "Oh no, not this one." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's, I mean, that's so funny though that you you go through that process of like, "What's it going to be for?" <laughs> well, this one in particular, I did because I I was legitimately like, I knew I knew going into this this week's review, I was like. I wonder if Simon's going to like really give the album a chance or if mm-hmm. he is going to just like take his, the grudge he had with folklore and. Which, guys, which I liked, get. guys, I liked folklore. I feel like that gets buried a lot. I liked folklore. But I, but I mean like just in terms of the, Oh, come on. And the, yeah, like yeah. 
So the, I, I think uh, the drama conflama around the album. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, this one in particular, I was, I was kind of like, what, what, what song do I think Simon's gonna like? What uh-huh. I will say though is, I think that long story short, in terms of the story it's telling, is a lot more like I caught onto that one a lot quicker. Gold Rush, like. Sure. I probably have to like really look at the lyrics again. Like I'm trying to think about what it's about and I like, it's not hitting me right there, but like, okay. Okay. Um, are you ready for my top bop? Yeah, absolutely. I'm dying to know what you chose. So this is like, uh, there were a couple songs on the album that, uh, I really did enjoy because the songs were just kind of, they, they hit me the way, the way I wanted them to hit me. Mm-hmm. Or like they, they told like a story that was so clever and I was like, okay, that totally makes sense. Right. The song that I is totally my top pop is Nobody No Crime because it is like it is mm-hmm. such a um We haven't heard this story since the chicks, and we haven't heard this story. I think this might be a f- better version of that song so i want to let's let's listen to it and then we can talk about it all right we will be right back oh we're back and let me say that's a lot to pack into three minutes and 36 seconds and like it is so uh one thing i mentioned to simon just as we we uh broke off the mic was uh that although this is my top bop I think that this probably isn't the song that like resonates with me most in what it's a weird kind of dichotomy in the fact that like, I will say that I think this song is not relatable, right? Like, no, <laughs> at least to me outside of the Olive Garden line, because oh. I love me some Olive Garden. Plug for Olive Garden sponsor. Sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I, I really hope Olive Garden does something with that. Or like speaking of that? speaking of sponsors, I just want to say I'm no longer waiting on Casper mattress. I'm opening this up to any mattress company: Helix, Purple, Nectar, whatever um, number, whatever eight thousand other like mattress in a box companies there are. We're waiting for you. Okay, we'll, we'll do any of them. Please continue. Um. <laughs> Well, number one, I really hope that Olive Garden decides to put this as like a song in their commercial or something. Could you imagine? This song is like, I don't like, if a marketing wizard can somehow figure out how to make this song, like remove the, the murders, the multiple murders that happen in this song. I could, I could see of a, it. I could see it. Something around like the missing breadsticks, you know? <laughs> I you took that, my breadstick you took think, the last breadstick and then they're like but they're unlimited i think that table over there took them but i just can't prove it you know something like that i could see it and then the waitress comes back and it's like here's another platter and it's like and then if, i just murdered someone but then over if, this and you're telling me they're unlimited but then who's the wait <laughs> who's the waitress taylor swift Ooh. taylor swift um so overall, yeah, I really just liked this. Like, this is the perfect example of just, like, a story that she told mm-hmm. via song mm-hmm. that had its cohesive, like, it was just small word changes. Like, it was, like, I think he did it, or she did it, or they think she did it, but they yeah. just can't prove it. 
yeah that can help keep the mel- like keep the the song structure and the structure of a song the same but like mm-hmm. um can help navigate the story throughout so it it does both um but yeah like happiness is way more up my alley way of like kind of the the empowerment song about like being able to like navigate through your feelings, et cetera, et cetera. That like hits me more there, but like top bop, that is totally, uh, I think my, my Avenue. Um, yeah. yeah. I and think I, that's I a think solid choice. What I, what I feel like I want to do and I, you're probably going to say no to it, but I might just be like my, <laughs> my dying wish is like, I oh, would love God. to dying go through this album with you and like watch the lyric videos Okay. Because I think I think I think your points that you're making are fair of like you're looking for production, you're looking mm-hmm. for all of these things. But like to me, I think and you tell me if this is if this is false or not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think you weren't necessarily as kind of like let me let me open up these chapters and read these books as much as you were like I'm listening to this in the background, what song stands out to me, and then maybe like what are some of those clever hooks, et cetera? I like yeah. what are your just I, 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 I agree that like when we first got this announcement, I was like, I'd honestly literally jump off my balcony onto Washington Ave. Like truly. Right. I was uh, I was annoyed. Truly annoyed. Um I won't say that like as i was reviewing this that i wasn't open-minded or like focused on getting into the album it just um for whatever reason i think probably like sonically i just didn't find that hook like i did with folklore right yeah and that's that's completely fair yeah talking about sonically and talking about not getting there that probably brings us to our biggest flops (laughs) What a segue! That's why you make the big bucks, baby. <laughs> I think I think I'm like spending the big bucks, but <laughs> we maybe someday we'll make big, big bucks. bucks on this. That's right, maybe. Um, yeah. Um, flop, Aaron. Do you want to start us off? So this is this is a tough one because there are a couple songs that like rub me the wrong way for a variety of reasons. Truly, could be cut. That truly, that truly, like. I, I toss it out, throw it to the curb. I don't need it on the album. Yeah. Um, but one of the songs that I just like, it really like it really felt so. Just so everyone's aware, both Folklore and Evermore were the same collaborators throughout the entire album, which was yep. primarily um, Aaron Desner from the National, um, Jack Antonoff, and Taylor Swift were the main ones, and they had Justin Vernon from um, Bon Iver as kind of that. Uh, collaborator but not all the time um this album felt a lot more aaron desner than it did jack antonoff and that even shows up in terms of when you look at production so uh what the song that rubs me the wrong way the most is uh, um the song that she did with the national coney island because no one was asking for a, a national feature no one was asking for aaron desner's like Uh, it doesn't it doesn't work well with taylor swift it doesn't like fit the it legitimately like it felt like he was trying to do his own version of exile and it didn't land and it's not like please please i don't need this on the album 
I, I like, regardless of what your biggest flop was, I was going to ask you about the song because I, I was curious to know, like, are you a national fan? I'm so I have never listened to the national, and I think okay. that the bottom line is, is I could, I could probably get into the national, but. The, his voice, and he had no place on this album, and his voice had no place on this album. Okay. In my opinion, it it, mm-hmm. it just was not a good lyrical fit. Like, find someone else to be featured to sing your songs and just get that songwriting credit. Like, yeah. move on. I have to say, Aaron, same, I'm on this, this isn't my biggest flop, but I'm, it's a hard second in terms of biggest flop. I thought this song was so bland. Um, I'm not a like uh i don't know a ton about the nationals work but honestly as my first exposure i'm not interested in visiting his work not a fan of his voice it doesn't work for me it feels very like um well this is what we got um let's just make this work i did not enjoy i did not enjoy coney island featuring the national For me, my biggest flop, just from name of the song, production, lyrics, really the whole package for me was Tis the Damn Season. (sighs) You're on your own on that island, girl. That that song is going to be on the revised Evermore. (laughs) Girl. I like that song. I thought it stood out as like, the production feels really like haphazard almost and at one point a, like a, the drum like a snare drum comes in and you're like what is this doing for this song like i truly don't understand it her uh, her talking about you know you know getting into ex lovers lives just, just i i don't care i don't care anytime taylor swift swears i just like I have a That's not this, your brand, girl. I have you a swear. I have a strange reaction to it. Like I love a naughty word, but for whatever reason, Taylor Swift swearing is just like, oh, God. Ugh. So yeah, yeah. You're you're alone on that island. Um, yeah, that's, that's Tis the damn season is another one that I I like, okay. and it's one of my like one of my not my favorites by any means, mm-hmm. but it was one that like I'm happy it's brought up because it's another. I think a great example of, of the of Taylor Swift storytelling. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go into all that, but like it's it truly is all about like that hometown love that you had. That like every single time, like I don't know if you if you have. I mean, we both are from Minnesota and we're both local. Yeah. So from that, we don't travel home. Like home is not really that far away. <laughs> I'd be like twenty five. But like I have like there was this guy for a while that like every time he was visiting the city, it would be like, oh, he'd come, like, we'd hang out. Mm. And it was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And it was kind of this like, well, that's how that is. And I think this song is all about kind of like, well, if I would have just stayed back there, it would have been um, like, what would have happened? And like, yeah. let's just kind of like, I don't know. And it always yeah. happens over the holidays when you go back. So that's why it's called Tis the Dance Season. Right. I, I would, your build-up, Simon, your build-up mm-hmm. of, like, oh, the song just does me dirty. You know what? You know what song, like, literally... What? What'd you think? What'd you think? Tolerate it. Oh, I fucking hate that song, too. I'm sorry. God, that's, like, a, legit, that's a hard skip. That's a hard... That's a hard... 
it's a hard skip for me and I just hate like I was so I watched an interview with uh that Taylor Swift did and she has a journal of like just her favorite words and I have a feeling that this is one of her favorite words tolerate uh-huh epiphany is too which you like epiphany but like epiphany yeah that's another one like it yeah. I don't like that song and I think that tolerated as a song title just makes me like want to be like Ironic. You're asking me to tolerate this song, and I don't want to. And I don't want to, girl. So speaking of uh, what we uh, we have tolerated this last week, um, do we want to go into what our single obsession of the week is? Yes, please, Aaron. Oh, my God. I have been listening to that damn new version of Easy with Troy Sivan remastered by fucking Mark Ronson and you're throwing in goddamn Miss Country Queen Casey Musgraves into the mix fuck when this song was announced I lost my marbles I just knew in my heart of hearts that it had to be incredible and it was it is like easy that song off the In a Dream EP is so good in this version, it's just as good. Like, they are perfect. I love it. I love that it's basically Troy doing the same thing he was doing already, and then you bring in Casey in her verse, and then they harmonize, and their harmonies are incroyable. Incredible. So good. I will be listening to this song for months on repeat. Like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And the video is so good. There's a moment where Casey is doing her verse and it's like a close shot of her face as she's singing and she's doing this like cute but kind of shy but like confident but sexy walk up to this guy who she's giving a lap dance. In, in this moment, I've never seen anyone so beautiful. I want to come back in another life as Casey Musgraves. I think she's so hot. Um, and she just was on Sesame Street. Like, she's she's pandering to me at this point. You know what I mean? If only she was on... I mean, the final nail in the coffin, I think, for you would be if she was on Muppets Now. I would die. I'd get a little tattoo of like her with Kermit the Frog or something. <laughs> what I, the, what I will say is, so I, this was, this was a, a solid, I knew for a fact this was going to be your oh, single obsession. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. What I, I think what, what stands out to me and like where I would draw the line with this is you said, well, it, it like between easy and this is Troy doing the same thing. It truly is. I will say that adding Casey Musgraves is a fine addition and like it, it, it does add to it. But like Easy was already a really great song. It, it, this song just like it kept at the same great level. I, mm-hmm. Either of the two versions I would be happy with. They're both great. But like what struck me was the production was felt so different but it still was so right for the song. And it, oh, re- yeah. it really did feel like you're offering up a completely different song to me. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, well, well, there you well, go. well, we don't need to sure, go sure, too sure. far into that one. I sure, think sure, 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 it's, sure, close, sure. it's close enough. Oh. Um, for me, my uh, single obsession of the week is uh, 
a while ago, I did a single obsession by uh, this this artist called Elderbrook. And yes, I remember. Uh, I I want to say maybe two weeks ago, realized that the album that I've been listening to um, by Elderbrook, he also had an EP that he put out um, a couple of years before that. Mm-hmm. Finally delved into that. Um, and there's a song called Talking on that EP that is just, it's such a wiggle, such a, like, it's perfect uh, kind of chill EDM house music that mm-hmm. uh, is just great to listen to in the background when you're working, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. And I've been listening to this EP quite a bit and that's kind of my pick out of that, that EP, mm-hmm. but. Um, Perfect. We, and we could all use a little wiggle and jiggle. A little wiggle and jiggle. Um, so, yeah. so Simon. Yeah. yeah. Um, do we want to maybe talk about what's coming up in the next week, two weeks? We don't, I don't know if it's two weeks out or one week out sometime soon. Well, Aaron, we can reveal to our leaders that we are preparing a very special end-of-year episode for y'all. And we're still kind of formulating the exact formula for it and what it's going to be, but you know what? It's going to be crazy. Get ready. Cuckoo bananas, whatever it is, okay? Think year in review plus awards season. Like, where are we at? just looking at this last year and it's going to be super exciting and we're excited to, to share with you. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. get ready. Get ready. Simon, where can people, uh, where can people find you? So I'm on Instagram at the realist Simon. Uh, and you can also follow my personal Spotify playlist. That is, I love this playlist. How about you, Aaron? Where you at? Um, I'm at the Aaron on all social media. That is, uh, T-H-E-E-H-R-E-N weird I know but you'll get used to you'll it get used to it nailed it <laughs> <laughs> we're trying we're trying one of these days we'll be doing this back in person again and it'll all be fine um, also you can follow the podcast at bopper flop podcast um, on social media and we've got um, some been... great content there if you haven't seen Aaron's plastic hearts rendition ugh, or Simon's disco rendition stop it there, there's some really good content, y'all. Go back through the archives. We have a lot of fun with it. We have to shout out my bestie at Alex McDerris, who did those for us. She is a treasure, so talented. She's got a red bubble shop. Check her out. Do it. What's a red? What's red bubble? Should we, should red, we be on there? Red bubble. It's like you know, like those t-shirt companies. You can submit like art, and then they put it on literally anything you want oh yeah yeah she she has an amazing store there's some dolly parton art that she did it it's an outline it's a silhouette of a wig and it says what would dolly do it's incredible and according to her selling like hotcakes mama (laughs) yes mama i love that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um well this was uh kind of the 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 perfect bookend to an amazing year folklore to evermore Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm so happy that we kind of we took it back and we uh we had it just just between us just between us you know we don't do this as often and i love it every time you know it's so fun it's so fun what i will say is depending like there might be some bonus content at the end of this episode we'll have to see we'll have to see tbd (laughs) if there isn't it'll probably check out our socials and it'll probably be over there 
Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, next week or the week after for our, our final little episode. So tune in. See ya. Bye.